Welcome to the Econ Dev Show. We explore the strategies, ideas, and insights that are driving economic development forward into the future. You'll hear new insights from passionate EDs about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from attraction and retention experts about how to apply actionable strategies inside your EDO. We'll help take your organization, your community, and your career to the next level. Here's your host, Dane Carlson. Our episode today is brought to you by Cathode Ray Media. Cathode Ray is a full-service marketing agency that connects government organizations to their communities. Wondering how they can help you? Here are just a few ideas. They use ingenuity and imagination to create awareness of progress and opportunity within your community. They help residents and visitors find local shopping, dining, and service businesses. They make residents and stakeholders aware of challenges that affect them and their community, while encouraging them to get help or get involved. They can also work to help attract new small businesses while helping micro-entrepreneurs learn how this small but mighty woman-owned and operated marketing agency can help your community. They use tried and true methods that will connect your organization to your residents using social, digital, and traditional media. Curious? Visit cathoderay.com, that's K-A-T-H-O-D-E-R-A-Y.com to learn more or ask for a free no-obligation consultation. We thank Cathode Ray for their support of the Econ Dev Show. Welcome back to the Econ Dev Show. Today we're here with David Thornell. He is the author of Small Town Solutions, a book that's now available on Amazon and founder of Small Town Solutions Consulting. He's retired after 40 years of service to community and economic development organizations, mainly in rural environments. David, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dave. Good to be here. So I said that you worked mainly in rural environments. Where did you work? Well, I did start young. I was a co-op student with our state development office, and I got to see these people that were uh, you know, dressed up every day and carrying the briefcase and yet uh, traveling the world and and uh, commuting in state cars, I, th- I thought they were really living large. And, uh, and I got the interest in, you know, doing this myself. So I did go first to a regional group in northern Alabama. Much of those counties were rural. It was a TVA service area, Tennessee Valley Authority service area in Alabama. Uh, but then I was going to the schools that we all go to that uh, I was learning so much about that uh, all deals are local, that your, your communities are what wins, leadership within those communities. So uh, I decided I wanted to, to work at the community level, and I went to Opelika, which is next door to Auburn University. And I was the chamber director there in uh, EDI for uh, about six and a half years. And then I went to a county in north uh, east Alabama, the Jackson County, which uh, Scottsboro was county seat. Okay. And then, uh, then I went to Starkville. I was in Starkville, Mississippi, home Mississippi State University for seven and a half years. And then came back to my home state of Alabama the last uh, 10, two and a half years. I was in a three county regional group, but yet there were only, um, gosh, the largest county was 30,000. The other two were about 15,000, no communities. 6,000 people. Wow. Uh-huh. So well, you have a lot of experience 
in very small places. Yeah, uh, it's really no different though, but I think that unless you were to work in a smaller community, uh, which I understand that you did in California, the, uh, yes. it's just a different environment and it is tougher because you're, you're uh, playing a hand with maybe not as many cards, but yet, yeah, they will uh, be very, uh, very intentional about what you're going to promote and spend t- time with money on to make the best of what you have. I have a clear view of what that means to a greater market out there to draw attention to your company. So there's a lot in the book about uh, just being attractive and being a place that people talk about, they want to see, they want to go and spend time. And uh, so much of that then slates into uh, forward motion terms of people deciding they want to invest, start a business or create a business. Do you find that smaller communities have a challenge in that because they're smaller, because they're tighter knit, because um, more people are sort of, or a larger percentage of the population is sort of more active and more vocal in the community, or at least it feels like it because it's a small community. Do you find that it's difficult to wrangle everybody together and move in the same direction in a smaller community? Well, you do have to get along. You do have uh, people that you uh, that you know, more people probably that you know, of course, greater percentage, and that you see them places, more frequent places. So uh, you need to get along. You're going to be seeing people in the grocery store and at uh, you know, community events, ball games, and church, and whatever it may be. And it is uh, the case where there's a lot more discussion both the uh, coffee circuits that meet in the morning, but also those that, uh, that just talk about what we need is. And I think that's the start of uh, you know, a strategic plan can get pretty complicated, but the uh, thinking smaller communities have to keep it simple and just what, and knowing what you have, uh, what we have is, and then what we need is. So I don't know that it's tougher in terms of uh, getting everybody to pull in the right direction, but it is important that their mindset is that they can become better and that things can be done relative to choose to do nothing because their resources are small during the uh, community is not such that uh, mentioned larger communities just repent themselves when it's smaller. It's actually care. My experience in a smaller community is that it's easier to turn, like the analogy of the battleship and the rowboat. You can turn the rowboat and go any old direction you want. You just have to turn the boat and go, whereas a battleship or a larger community, it's going to take time and resources to change your course and go off on a new heading. In your experience in a small town, you sort of mentioned that the first thing is they needed to take inventory of what they have and figure out who they want to be. So is that the first step? Uh, yeah, I, I do think that you're, that you're right. It's, um, in, in smaller communities, there's more of a feeling that we are all, we are all of this together that, uh, yeah, there may be limitations in what we're able to do, but when a little does go a long way, just in terms of scale, uh, you know, in the larger communities, you're going to have 
pockets of prosperity and in some areas that you don't want to be in, but, uh, you know, all within that same community um, environment. But the important thing I believe is that people do see, you know, brighter days ahead if, if the right things are willing, and then it's a matter of putting the heads together about what are the right things that they should do based on it. Just a clear look of, of what they have in terms of assets and strengths and to build from those. And um, we're all going to have weaknesses, but the, the strengths are the ones that you have now. And if they're the community, smaller easier to spot and uh, easier to work. That's true. I hadn't thought of that. I mean, I get, you made two really good points that in a smaller community, you don't typically have those pockets of prosperity and pockets where you don't necessarily want to go. It's more homogenous, but also that it's easier to see those strengths. So do you recommend, you're an outside consultant, you come into small communities. Does it take an outside consultant to come in to, to point out those strengths? Or is it something that the local community already knows or people within the community already know and they just need to to others of it? Which one's better? Well, there's not a lot of um a lot of things that are gonna happen day to day in a smaller community people excited. So, you know, over time you can look at the win loss record and they're gonna see that there uh, a lot of things are too better in those smaller communities that decide we're just gonna have industry being friendly to they need to debate working on other aspects of what makes community attractive the um outside view though is valuable i believe because look, the view that locals have is the same thing that they see every day is the same thing that it's always been they don't see what it could be and so a fresh set of eyes with you know, and a, and a person that has some experience about what the potential would be for those things that people have decided are just uh, commonplace, I, I do believe that that's valuable. And maybe just to give them the reassurance that uh, what they have is something that, you know, a foundation is there to know that they can build upon. Right. That makes sense. So who is the perfect buyer for your book? Describe who you wrote this book for and what you hope that they can get out of it. Yeah, the um, the book is is a good reminder for everyone about all it takes. Each, each chapter, as a matter of fact, begins with it takes. And that may be um, vision or leadership or product or incentives or um, takes being attractive to attract the... Um, the people that would be just look at this big puzzle that we're trying to put together and knowing that each of those ingredients makes them more competitive and, and that they're better off each of those that they work towards uh, building in their community. Uh, so yeah, would be valuable to those that have some experience, but it's written for those folks that are brand new to economic community development. It's going to be the newly elected folks at the uh, city county level it's going to be appointed maybe to let's sponsor community development and also newly hired economic developers so just is that um nothing about the book is is you know out of reach any of those folks it's uh, 
It's just a, it's just going to be a good print. Yeah. Those are saying we've got, we've got a task at hand. We've been elected or appointed to do a job, hired to do mm -hmm. a job. And this is the sort of things that we should be paying attention to. And the book begins with the statement that says, what can I do today to make the community better tomorrow? And it is a daily effort that you need to be paying attention to those things in the book that to just perhaps was required to hear can we do grow. Okay. So let's say somebody hasn't read your book yet. They're just hearing this podcast. What is that thing that they could do today in their community? Or what would you advise them to do today to make their community better? Well, I, I hope they would just put on a research hat wherever they go. As they come and go and travel into other communities, they're going to see things that they admire and like. Uh, there are things that they read about or hear that other communities are doing you know, community similar size and that they would go in and, um, just picture what that would look like in their own community and do some research on what's out there that's possible within smaller communities. So they need to become a student what works. And then they need to also uh, recognize within their community, some things that they, that they have that, uh, haven't been polished potential uh, to, to bring out the potential and that they um, probably the first thing is just to take that evaluation where do we stand in comparison to some markets and that what do we have here that maybe we haven't recognized that we should get on because of this has promise do you feel like success is going to be defined differently in each of the small communities, like there are no two communities are going to define success and find success in the same way. How, what do you advise in that situation? Because obviously you don't want to just take some other community and just copy it verbatim. You want to find out what works in your own community or what is special about your community and emphasize that or however that plays out. What it, let's say somebody says, we want our community to be like this other community. They hire you, you come in, and they say, make us like this other community. What do you, what do you say, or how do you work with that? Yeah, that's really the, it really would be a, a wrong direction to try to tip because uh, the fact is each community has something that's going to make them different, a little better. And in some cases, a little worse than their neighbors. But the uh, idea would be that there's, uh, there's something here that you have already in your position. There's certainly something that you could build, uh, you know, that creatively start from scratch, if need be, and make this community that stand out place in that regard. And to know that each step in the direction of that, that plan is taking you from A to Z, that each, each step is going to be celebrated in a small town, much more so than a larger town. I've had, uh, new industrial parks and there's not anything happening for a while that the, um, encourage the mayors, Hey, you need to get some equipment to set up there on that property and let's move some dirt around and let's get uh, some folks talking about, you know, what are they doing out at the industrial park? Cause it's just, um, it's an attitude in smaller towns. Most are going to say nothing's happening. And, uh, and we know if you're involved in economic development, I mean, that's not at all true. 
constantly pursuing the best for your community and you're also having inquiries and you're having some, some wins as well as just some learning experiences from all things. But the main thing is that people keep their head up and keep moving forward and take it day by day is, like I said, begin just on a daily basis of becoming a student of what the, uh, what, what the dreams are and what's working teaching this hometown. That's so true. When you're in a small community, any new activity, any activity on a site, any thing that looks like it might be development. Yeah. That's going to get everybody excited and ready to do something. Yeah. News, so, news travels awful fast. That could be good or bad. You, you're in a, right. uh, you're in a fishbowl in a local economic development position that you're, you're, uh, you're not going to be at all have a honeymoon period. They're going to be people expecting things right away. So, um, now post COVID is thing as businesses are reshoring and bringing manufacturing back to the United States, what are you looking forward for small towns? Is manufacturing going to end up in the major metros and the suburbs, or there's going to be some economic development in the small communities or who's going to benefit the most? Where's that? How's that balance going to sort of play out? You think? I think, uh, you're going to see small communities are strongly in the mix. There's, uh, there's a lot more that companies can get for their money in a smaller town, just the operational costs are lower in almost all regards. And that the smaller towns are now seeing that these, uh, infrastructure needs, including broadband, high speed internet are coming into play. A lot of government programs that are helping small communities connect on the ground in that way. And the, um, in the, the welcoming these community or these companies will get from other countries, uh, I think they are going to feel welcome and, uh, invited to be a part of that community's culture and fiber. Um, there, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things that happen just outside of large metros, smaller communities. But I also think that those, as long as they have good transportation systems, those that are well outside of metro areas are still doing very well to be considered for investment by, uh, you know, reshoring this challenge. And then the other big challenge that I'm hearing in small communities is with childcare. Have you heard much about that? Have you talked to any communities about that? Yeah, it is, uh, it's just one of those building blocks to, uh, help your labor force to be, um, higher percentage of folks available to enter the labor force. Uh, so many companies now are moving their child care in the house just to make sure that they, you know, that the parents can visit during the breaks and their lunch hours and, uh, and knowing that their kids are close. So companies can address that as well as community businesses. That's so important. Small communities even enter into lead for uh, you know, transportation. Uh, gas prices are so much higher, and you've got uh, people that need to uh, go back to the commuting like we used to do, and uh, having sometimes even shuttles, uh, public transportation first wrapped. It's, but it is a, uh, yeah, it's a challenge. That's, that's also for the larger students, too. Right. small students and doing that. Right. Interesting. 
So ultimately, what drove you to write the book? What was the, because sometimes people ask me this question, should I write a book? I have a consultant, I have some knowledge, some domain specific knowledge, I have some experience there, but they're wondering if that's going to take away from maybe their business or what have you. Why did you write a book? Well, why did you sit down and do this? Well, I, I, I've always enjoyed writing and I have written when I've been in different communities and then local newspapers, just about dates, mainly for the organization that I worked for and represented with the, uh, the last several years of time that I was working, I thought, well, I'm going to pull all those articles together and see if I could put a book together. But then I began to email myself, uh, different ideas that would pop up and I, things that I would see and wanted to remember. So I had a lot of emails, uh, in the subject line set for, for book. And, um, and then I started pulling those together and I said, well, maybe this is better than updating these articles, which as I mentioned, very specific to the communities that I was in. So, right. uh, yeah, I enjoyed writing. It's easy now. I think that the, uh, Amazon's opened up world to folks that want to give it a try. It's easier than finding a publisher. You've got, uh, self-published, uh, an avenue through Amazon and kidding. But it was a learning experience. I had the book cover. Uh, was designed by a lady in Pakistan, and then my formatting was done by a guy in Bangladesh. And um, so you reach for these uh, folks that know all that technical stuff to fit onto the uh, Kindle format. Right. And then you go the country and people are 12 hours ahead of me. But uh, I, I'm glad to be at this point. It was a learning experience with something but. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So tell us uh, a little bit about your consulting firm and what services you provide and how our listeners could get in contact with you if that's a, a service that would be of interest to them. Yeah, you can learn more at smalltownsolutions.org. Smalltownsolutions.org. It's, uh, it's just a basic website. It talks a little bit about the book, about me, about... Uh, Things that I could see would be a way that I could help you further than just having the book. Uh, that would include coming in the community and giving that fresh look to him as a two male. Whenever Belcher issues and so giving that experience being being as places, I'd love to do that in any community. Also to speak to groups. There's such a thirst for knowledge of hope and help in smaller communities that they're looking, you know, for just someone to come in and give them some encouragement. And it is simple that's, you know, seeing a quiet with a you're going to take this big job, you're going to try to do great things, but you're someone to come in and help you get a good start and a fresh start. And then I've worked in organizations where that we've started with really from scratch, but I can look at the way that you're structured and talk about some other ways that you're with all of those services. Excellent. Well, David, it's been a pleasure to meet you today. And I ordered your book. I haven't received it yet, but as soon as I get it from Amazon, I'm going to read it and 
I'll probably give one away to our listeners or readers here on the Econ Dev Show. I really appreciate you coming and sharing all of this information with us today and tell, giving us this perspective and giving us more than a perspective, an actual insight into something that many of our listeners in their small towns can do right away. So I appreciate that. Well, sure. I, I really do think it's just uh, eating the elephant one bite at a time. You just got a lot that can be done. Yeah, and small communities can do everything that any larger community is. It's just never or does. It's, it's just a matter of scale, a matter of priorities, and a matter of the mindset that's going to say that uh, you do want to be better than you are and that there are uh, definitely things that can be done to make that so I have uh, high hopes for communities with good attitude or good leadership. Well said, David. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Dane. You've been listening to the Econ Dev Show with Dane Carlson. If you're an economic developer who never stops learning, for more expert strategies, fresh insights, and new ideas to take your career, organization, and your community to the next level, visit us on the web at econdevshow.com.